Hi, this is Angie from Educangel, and this is going to be my very first podcast. So I'm a little bit nervous. I'm going to keep it live. Um, if there's any distractions, hopefully they won't be too distracting. Um, I've got my dog here with me, so she might start barking. But other than that, I just want to run with it and get it out of the way. Um, you're here with me at the start, so hopefully you'll be able to see you know, that you can do things that you want to do, no matter how nervous you are, you've just sometimes just got to do it. So hopefully as this podcast grows, you'll be inspired to do the same thing for yourself if you want. And I just want to help you understand that you, you know, you can do anything you want to do, even though it might be nerve wracking at first. I want to leave all my little mistakes in this today, just so that you know, you don't have to be perfect at anything. Hopefully the more of these I do, Um, I will be better. I won't be going "Mm," all the time that I can see that I'm doing now. Um, But I just want to let you know that just get it started. Okay, today's podcast is all about conquering your fears. And this is what I'm trying to do now by doing this and putting myself out there. So again, thank you for joining me on this first episode. And hopefully it will get better as we go along. Now, when I do these in future, they're going to be short, sharp, sweet, because I know you're a busy mum, whether you're working, whether you're a stay-at-home mum, I'm a mum myself, and I know the work never ends, really. It's quite hard to find me time. It's uh, quite hard for me to find time to do this, but I will make sure that I do it, and I will keep them short, sweet, and sassy, so that you can just listen to them quickly, maybe on the way to the school run, or when you get five minutes. I want to basically have uh, nice little chats on here as well. I don't want to make it too formal. So if you want to grab a cuppa, biscuit, if you're in another part of the world where it's nighttime, maybe it's wine o'clock, grab yourself a wine and just relax. So first of all then, I don't want to bore you too much, but I want to just give you a little bit of background about me um, and why I've decided to do this podcast and set up the website. So basically, my name's Angie, and I've had a varied career since I left school. And when I first left college, I really did some boring jobs. I quit uni. I didn't like uni. It wasn't for me. And then I went into office work, which was all I seemed to be able to get at the time. It was boring, but I got money for it. So, you know, I did it. Uh, There wasn't much choice out there. It was a recession. Um, I stayed in offices for a while and then started to work my way up. So I did some sales, some training, some recruitment. So I have got a lot of experience in sales, training, recruitment, marketing, and that has come in handy um, with the growth of the internet and so on. I actually worked for a mobile phone company when mobile phones first came out. I was actually there for the first text message. Uh, makes me seem old, <laughs> which I probably am. But um, basically, it, it was great. It was great experience. But I knew I wanted to do a bit more than that. So my interest was always in psychology. So I did my psychology degree with the Open University, which was distance learning while I worked. Halfway through my degree, I decided to have children and I ended up having two at once. I've got my lovely twin daughters who are now 16. So it was hard, but, you know, if you're motivated to do something, you will do it. And this is the sort of thing that I'll be helping you with on future podcasts. So once I'd got my psychology degree then... I decided that I wanted to be an educational psychologist. My children were young. I'd had a lot of involvement in schools with them. And it was just a part of psychology that I was really interested in child development and so on. So to be an educational psychologist at the time, you had to do a teacher training course. So 
I went to uni, did that. Halfway through, realised I hated it. But because I really wanted to be this educational psychologist, I thought I'm going to have to carry on. I don't quit. Um, so anyway, I managed to pass that. It was one of the hardest years of my life. I must admit, anyone that wants to do a PGCSE here in the UK, it was so hard. Um, the worst thing was that at the end of it, when I finally did get my qualification, they changed the rules for being an educational psychologist. It turns out you didn't need that anymore. And you had to, if you wanted to be an educational psychologist, you had to basically agree to relocate anywhere in the country. And if you didn't relocate to get a job at the end of the four years training or whatever it was, then you had to pay back all the course fees, which were really expensive. And as a a mum, I couldn't move halfway across the country. I couldn't commit to that. Um... So that was another dream over. So I decided then I didn't want to do teaching. I was a little bit stuck. So I got back into recruitment again for a bit. And then I was lucky enough to move into child protection. I did a stint in there. Um, but again, it, w- it was horrible. Some of the things that, you, you know, I had to deal with and it was just making me depressed. And that's when I found tutoring. So I did that for a long time did some further training in early years while I was at it. So I have got a great background in education. I know what I'm talking about when it comes to, you know, early childhood development, helping your children that way. And then I also decided that it was that side that I wanted to learn more about, the mindset stuff, the psychological stuff. So while I was working in various roles in sales, training, recruitment and so on, I did some further studying in NLP, hypnotherapy, and I decided that that was the area I wanted to go down. Did my life co- life coaching diploma and realised that that was something that I wanted to do. The only problem that I had, and this is the same sort of thing that I'm sure a lot of you listening will have, and which is why I've set up the website to try and help this, is that even though you have all these ideas, you have the qualifications to do things, you know you can do it, sometimes that day job, you just need it. You've got children, you don't want to take that big risk of, you know, leaving that money coming in, that regular money coming in just to go off on something that might not even work. And again, that's mindset stuff. And what I've decided to do is to do it all on a website. So I know that I've actually been a bit waffly here. Um, I'm starting to get a bit more into this now. It's a bit like being on the phone to a friend, only obviously you're not talking back, but some people say that I don't let people get a word in anyway, so it's probably just the same as talking to a friend to me. But let's move on then, and I just want to tell you a bit about why I set up the Educangel website. What does it do? Who is it for? Why? Um, basically, I decided to set it up for the reasons I just told you. I'm a teacher and also a mindset person, and I wanted to combine all those things to help people transform their lives, really. Um, I've also got so much experience in sales, recruitment, online marketing. I wanted to put it all together. And you sometimes hear all these people, especially people on the internet and marketing people. You know, I'm a marketer myself, so I understand this. But they say, you know, you have to have a niche. You have to stick to one thing. You can't be a jack of all trades and master of none, you know, which I find is a bit insulting sometimes because people, these days, people can have about four or five career changes in their lives. You can't, you know, if you stick to one thing, that's quite boring. I mean, I know that you can be an expert, but you can also do a lot of different things 
and want to put them together. And this is what I wanted to do with Educangel. I wanted to combine all the educational side of it, helping people to get the skills they need, to get great jobs, to set up their own businesses and so on, along with the mindset stuff as well. You know, helping people to get more confident, to get rid of all the blocks that are holding them back, to do some life coaching, business coaching, success coaching. And I wanted to put all that together, but I also wanted to use my skills in recruitment and online marketing as well, because I know that I can help you as a mum to basically, you know, do whatever you want to do. But a lot of the time, you just don't know where to start. And this is where Educangel is going to help you. I also want to make it a place where you can meet other mums, where you can you know, basically have a bit of fun as well. We can have fun time Fridays on my Facebook page where we, you know, encourage each other to share, you know, chill out at the end of the week. Um, as I say, you can meet other women. I'll be setting up a Facebook group along with this podcast so you can meet other mums, um, you know, share your tips and ideas. And I just want it to be a nice little community, really. So I actually want to talk about how the brand came about. <clears throat> and Basically, the educational Educangel brand and my logo and everything was first. I first came up with it because I wanted to have something maybe use my name. Now, my full name, I used to be embarrassed about it at school. It is quite an embarrassing name, I must admit. And I've tried to hide behind, you know, false names and pseudonyms and not using my name, real name for so long because it doesn't sound like a name that, you know, you have all these people who have these great names and it's obvious that you know, their name sounds like they're going to do something great and mine's pretty, pretty plain and a bit embarrassing. But it actually, it was my daughter who said that I could actually, you know, build a business around my name. So just to let you know what my name is, it's Angela Fish, um, a bit embarrassing. Um, but I actually thought I could maybe do something around the Angel Fish type of name and so we had a little brainstorming session with my daughters and one of my daughters came up with Angel Fish Learn, which I thought was really nice. And I was going to go with that. And then my other daughter just said, Educangel. And we all looked at each other and I thought, yeah, that that's great because it combines the two things that I'm passionate about, the education side, traditional education, uh, lifelong learning. I'm a course junkie. I've always got one or two courses on the go. I love learning and you know, I'm passionate about learning, I want to share that with other people. So the education side of Educangel was great and the angel side to me that's the heart-centered side that's the therapy side the mindset side and you know that's what I want to offer as well and the other thing that I noticed as well is when I put when I write Educangel Academy all in one word like on my Facebook page that my name's in the middle Angela so it was just something in terms of brand that I really wanted to work with even though it's not that clear sometimes to people what Educangel actually is. But hopefully as this podcast gets more popular and people start coming to a website and understand and I've got more content on there. And just to let you know as well, my website's new. So you're on this journey with me and you can learn, you know, hopefully some of the things as I go along, I'll be teaching you. You'll be able to see for yourself how my social media marketing you know, is growing and so on. And I want you to come on the journey with me and learn how I do things with me. So um, basically, that was just to sum up my brand. So, and I want to let you know about who I want to visit my website, really. Who's the website for? So even though men can come onto my 
website, you know, dads, parents, you're always welcome. If you're a dad listening to this, you're always welcome to listen to my podcast, to come onto my website. You know, I think dads, you know, do a great job. They do a great job, just as good as mums. Um, but because I'm a mum myself and a lot of my friends are mums, um, I want to target mums basically i want to write my website copy as i'll be telling you later about marketing copy to you know appeal to you as mums i am a mum i feel comfortable talking to mums i don't know that many sort of dads on a social side um a lot of the offices and workplaces that i've worked in it's been mostly mums and other women and i know what things worry you at night i know the sort of things you need help with i know a lot of you Maybe you want to earn some extra money from home. A lot of you, you know, you're on maternity and you really dread going back to that job that you hate and you don't know what to do. You, Or, or sometimes it could be that it's not going to be worth you going back to your job because childcare costs are too high. So you want to know, you want help. You know, And these are all problems that my friends have. So I've decided to set up Educangel to help my friends and people like them. I'm just going now. This is live, and as I get used to doing these pod set, uh, pod, pod sets, podcasts, um, I'll obviously be editing this out. But I wanted this to be real. The first one, I wanted to be real, just to help you to understand that you can do it. And I, I don't think I'm doing too bad. Um, but let's start the main session. So that was the introduction over because it's the first one. But from now on, they're going to be quite short. They're going to be focused about one topic that I hope can help you. So today's topic then is going to be about conquering your fears. And I wanted to do that today because, you know, this is what I'm trying to do by setting up these podcasts. So fears then, what are fears? So basically, most fears aren't real. Some of you may have heard, you know, the acronym false evidence appearing real. Um, about what, you know, to use it to describe fear, because a lot of the time it's just all in your mind. Now, you know, sometimes fear is real. You know, if someone's chasing you around with a knife, you know, you are, that fear's real. Adrenaline starts pumping, the fight or flight response it's called, where your body's helping you to run away from the threat. But a lot of the time, there is no threat. It's just in your mind. And as a mindset coach, I want to help you to overcome all these fears that are stopping you back, that are holding you back. So some of the fears, um, there's a lot of fears, you know, fear... Of flying is one of them, but it's actually not the fear of flying that's the fear. It's the fear of losing control, of not being in control. Another common fear is public speaking. Now, if you're listening to this and you may be thinking about setting your own business up or, you know, getting further in your career, then a lot of the time you may have to do some public speaking. I mean, in a way, this is public speaking, but I'm not stood up in front of an audience. I can't see you all listen to this. But you know, it is a number one fear for people to get up on a stage in front of all those people sat there and to give a speech. And a lot of that fear, I think, comes down from the fear of, you know, being scrutinised, the fear that you're going to make a mistake. It's linked to embarrassment. Um, You know, it's going to be the fear of being judged, the fear. There's so many other fears linked into that one fear of public speaking which is why it's the number one fear because there's so many other fears linked into it fear of being visible is another one most people just want to hide in the corner it's not natural for us biologically evolutionary you know we were meant to hide from predators we weren't meant to put ourselves there in the spotlight so you know it is difficult and because there's so other you know these biological evolutionary aspects to it as well it makes it even harder to try and overcome the fear so 
what you know sometimes people tell you to do is when you're trying to overcome fears is to rationalize it you know if you if you've got a fear of spiders people say it's stupid you know that spider's not going to hurt you and so on but when you're trying to do it that way it's your conscious mind that you're talking to and your conscious mind isn't the part of you that's got the fear it's all in your subconscious mind it's there without you knowing so if you've ever had to get on stage and do public speaking and beforehand or if you've had a driving test or something where you know you really have got this fear it's your subconscious mind doing it but the symptoms are real so you will have the same symptoms as if someone was chasing you with a knife you your heart will pump you, you know your legs might start shaking you know your mouth will get dry and these are the physical symptoms you can't consciously make those physical symptoms your subconscious mind does those physical symptoms so talking to yourself rationally or you know trying to say oh it's you know i'm being stupid that isn't going to work so the one of the there's two ways that you can overcome fears that are similar to ones like public speaking where you get in these you know physical symptoms before and the first way is to tell yourself that it isn't fear it's excitement now if you think about it have you ever been really excited like you're going on a roller coaster road uh, road <laughs> a roller coaster ride or you know you're really excited for christmas and you you do actually get similar symptoms to fear it's like your heart beats and it's this anticipation so you can tell yourself i'm excited before you go on that stage i'm excited i'm excited put fear out of your mind i'm excited i'm buzzing you know i can't wait to smash this these sort of things athletes actually do this that's one of the things that athletes do before they go out um you know it's changing that mindset it's telling yourself that those symptoms aren't fear at all it's excitement so that's one way and the other thing that you can do and again athletes do this it's called positive creative visualization it's a bit of a mouthful there. i'm surprised i didn't stumble on those words <clears throat> but basically uh, for creative visualization it's just like daydreaming you know where and a lot of people do creative visualization but they're doing it in a negative way and that is what makes the fears worse it's the thoughts that cause those symptoms so if you're there thinking oh i'm scared people are going to laugh at me i'm 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 oh i'm not i'm going to forget all my words or oh, what you know i'm going to faint and all this sort of stuff and if you start telling yourself that it's basically going to make those symptoms and you're while you're doing this you've obviously got these pictures in your head you know you're imagining you going on stage you know you, you imagine all the people looking at you and you're going to forget what to say and you imagine it and then it makes those feelings worse what you need to do for positive creative visualization is to think about what's going to happen but think about it in a positive way so before you go on you walk on you imagine yourself smiling it's and it's a breeze you, you're happy you're relaxed you're looking at the audience they're all smiling and you know everyone knows that everybody in that audience is just glad it's not them you know they've got comfort you know they admire you rather than anything else they don't want you know to harm you in any way they they're glad that it's not them so imagine them smiling at you and then you imagine yourself doing your speech and it all going well and at the end everyone's standing up and clapping these are the things that you can do to try and stop that fear now another fear that we have that i think is irrational but i do understand it you know i understand all these fears i have fears myself i have to do the same things i'm telling you to do you know but one of them is the fear of the unknown 
And if you think about it, most things are unknown, aren't they? We don't know who's going to win Strictly Come Dancing this year. We don't know what's going to happen on Emmerdale next week, but are we scared of it? No. If anything, we just can't wait to find out, can we? So a lot of the time, if you tell yourself that, you know, the unknown is going to be good and the outcome is going to be good, then why worry about it? You know, you must have heard the saying where, you know, most of the time the worrying is actually worse than what happens anyway. And I have found that has been true all the time. I've never known any situation where I've been worrying that it's been worse than I've been worrying about. Okay, so think about that. Fear of the unknown is, you know, just basically, it's, it is. Tell yourself it's silly. Say, you know, I, you know, I expect good things to happen. Tell yourself that unknown means it's exciting. It's the unknown future of things that are going to be better for you. So let's just have a recap then before we end this podcast. So remember, fear is not real. Tell yourself, I'm excited. This is a rush. It'll be great. And do some creative visualization. And, you know, if you still got the fear, we all know that book, feel the fear and do it anyway, which is what I've done today. And, you know, having said that, I hope you've enjoyed it. I've kept it real. I'm not editing this because I want you to know that just do it and then, you know, see how you get on and it'll all be okay. You know, I'm still here. Um, I need to go and get myself some water now. My throat's gone a bit dry, but I just want to thank you for coming today and I hope you will join me on my next podcast. Thank you and bye for now. Welcome to the Cheap Cafe Podcast Show with your hostess, Angie, founder of EducAngel.com. is going to be my very first podcast so I'm a little bit nervous I'm going to keep it live um, if there's any distractions hopefully they won't be too distracting um, I've got my dog here with me so she might start barking but other than that I just want to run with it and get it out of the way um, you're here with me at the start so hopefully you'll be able to see you know that you can do things that you want to do no matter how nervous you are you've just sometimes just got to do it so hopefully as this podcast grows you'll be inspired to do the same thing for yourself if you want and I just want to help you understand that you you know you can do anything you want to do even though it might be nerve-wracking at first I want to leave all my little mistakes in this today just so that you know you don't have to be perfect at anything hopefully the more of these I do Um, I will be better. I won't be going "Mm," all the time that I can see that I'm doing now. Um, But I just want to let you know that just get it started. Okay, today's podcast is all about conquering your fears. And this is what I'm trying to do now by doing this and putting myself out there. So again, thank you for joining me on this first episode. And hopefully it will get better as we go along. 
Now, when I do these in future, they're going to be short, sharp, sweet, because I know you're a busy mum, whether you're working, whether you're a stay-at-home mum, I'm a mum myself, and I know the work never ends, really. It's quite hard to find me time. It's uh, quite hard for me to find time to do this, but I will make sure that I do it, and I will keep them short, sweet, and sassy, so that you can just listen to them quickly, maybe on the way to the school run, or when you get five minutes. I want to basically have uh, nice little chats on here as well. I don't want to make it too formal. So if you want to grab a cuppa, biscuit, if you're in another part of the world where it's nighttime, maybe it's wine o'clock, grab yourself a wine and just relax. So first of all then, I don't want to bore you too much, but I want to just give you a little bit of background about me um, and why I've decided to do this podcast and set up the website. So basically, my name's Angie, and I've had a varied career since I left school, and when I first left college, I really did some boring jobs. I quit uni, I didn't like uni, it wasn't for me, and then I went into office work, which was all I seemed to be able to get at the time. It was boring, but I got money for it, so, you know, I did it. Uh, There wasn't much choice out there, it was a recession. Um, I stayed in offices for a while and then started to work my way up. So I did some sales, some training, some recruitment. So I have got a lot of experience in sales, training, recruitment, marketing, and that has come in handy um, with the growth of the internet and so on. I actually worked for a mobile phone company when mobile phones first came out. I was actually there for the first text message. Uh, makes me seem old, <laughs> which I probably am. But um, basically, it, it was great. It was great experience. But I knew I wanted to do a bit more than that. So my interest was always in psychology. So I did my psychology degree with the Open University, which was distance learning while I worked. Halfway through my degree, I decided to have children and I ended up having two at once. I've got my lovely twin daughters who are now 16. So it was hard, but, you know, if you're motivated to do something, you will do it. And this is the sort of thing that I'll be helping you with on future podcasts. So once I'd got my psychology degree then, I decided that I wanted to be an educational psychologist. My children were young. I'd had a lot of involvement in schools with them and it was just a part of psychology that I was really interested in child development and so on. So to be an educational psychologist at the time, you had to do a teacher training course. So I went to uni, did that. Halfway through, realised I hated it, but because I really wanted to be this educational psychologist, I thought I'm going to have to carry on. I don't quit. Um, So anyway, I managed to pass that. It was one of the hardest years of my life. I must admit, anyone that wants to do a PGCSE here in the UK, it was so hard. Um, The worst thing was that at the end of it, when I finally did get my qualification, they changed the rules for being an educational psychologist. It turns out you didn't need that anymore. 